Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Is your business to know about the law and how it's affecting every aspect of your life? Is your business to know about what's happening that's really important in the media front, particularly as it relates to the law? And so that's why I'm really excited about uh, John O'Connor joining our uh, media team here. Uh, he'll be doing uh, reoccurring commentaries on business, the law, the political front, and the media. And we're delighted to have him join us. Uh, he's distinguished in uh, the legal profession. Uh, he is an experienced trial lawyer practicing law in San Francisco since the early 70s. And he has tried cases in state and federal courts throughout the country. He served as an assistant U.S. attorney in Northern California, representing the United States in both criminal and civil cases. But he may be best known for his work as the attorney of Mark Felt, whom most of you know as Deep Throat in the uh, Watergate uh, situation. And uh, he became very familiar with the role of the Washington Post in Watergate in his representation of Mark Felt. And so uh, he brings a lot of experience. He also wrote briefs regarding uh, Patty Hearst, the United States versus Patty Hearst, and really had himself involved in some of the biggest lawsuits of the uh, 20th century, representing the uh, federal government uh, in the vast majority of those cases. So we're delighted to have him. He's going to be bringing his interesting insights uh, every other week here on the Price of Business show. You can learn more about him and his work at postgatebook.com. That's postgatebook.com. And that's the name of uh, the, the book that uh, he talks about most often. It relates to media, Postgate. And again, that's postgatebook.com. All right, with that, John O'Connor. Thanks, Kevin. The Price of Business has asked me to speak on Hunter Biden's criminality. Until recently, there had been strong suspicion of corrupt influence peddling involving the Biden family, strongly implicating Hunter and James Biden, and, inferentially and circumstantially, Joe Biden. But to the jury of public opinion, palpable criminality had not been strongly provable. But this status is being dramatically revamped as we speak. Recent revelations, of course, have shown criminality on the part of Hunter. Although he was charged only with misdemeanors of not paying admitted tax liabilities, the proof showed far more. More specifically, in 2014 and 2018, there was income never declared, along with proof of deliberate evasion on much of $8.3 million received by Hunter Biden from foreign dealings. A couple of examples should suffice. Hunter transferred payments from Ukrainian energy company Burisma in 2014 to a Chinese company, which then claimed to have loaned the money to Hunter. Later, Hunter took large deductions for paying a claimed employee who was in fact a prostitute. These were easy pickings for tax evasion, but never charged. It has also been strongly shown that Hunter was acting as an unregistered foreign agent both for Ukrainian and Chinese interest, thereby violating the FARA statute the Foreign Agents Registration Act. But these crimes were not charged. The investigating prosecutors in the Delaware District had recommended felony charges against Hunter, but were rebuffed both by superiors in the Justice Department and U.S. attorneys in California and D.C., where certain tax evasion charges should have been venued. 
On at least one dramatic occasion, Hunter's lawyers were tipped off as to important prosecutorial action, in this case a coordinated day of interrogation of multiple witnesses. On a number of other occasions, according to IRS whistleblowers, they were prevented from taking appropriate action in investigating various crimes, including search warrants on Joe Biden's guest house where Hunter lived and on Hunter's storage locker. So the question arises, is there any remedy for what seems to have been public corruption, either as to Hunter's criminality or in the failure to investigate and prosecute Hunter's criminality? The quick answer as to Hunter's criminality is likely no. Most statutes of limitations have been run, and he has made a binding plea deal with prosecutors. It is possible, of course, the court will reject the plea deal, but not likely. If a private citizen or a public official not in law enforcement were to have stymied an investigation, that would constitute obstruction of justice. But since investigators and prosecutors have wide discretionary latitude, absent clear proof of corrupt intent, they are in the clear in terms of criminal liability. But there is at least one public official who so blatantly breached his duties that he should be held accountable. That official is Attorney General Merrick Garland. How did Garland breach his duties? First and foremost, he defied the rule of his own department requiring the appointment of an independent special prosecutor in any criminal case implicating a conflict of interest with the department or the incumbent administration. Since Hunter Biden is the son of Garland's boss, President Joe Biden, his department could not prosecute Hunter's case without bias. Appointment of a special counsel was therefore Garland's clear duty. To accentuate this failure, Delaware U.S. Attorney David Weiss twice reportedly requested to be given special counsel status, which would have freed him from the necessity of asking, Mother May I, before taking appropriate investigative steps. In both cases, Garland reportedly refused Weiss's request. At the same time, Garland repeatedly told the public and Congress that Weiss was free to run his own investigation without interference. He has stated that Weiss had full authority to determine whether, what, and where to prosecute Hunter Biden. If this is true, wasn't Weiss essentially acting as a special counsel given this independence? He would have been a de facto special counsel if what Garland said was true. But it wasn't. Weiss wanted to charge Hunter, as we have noted, in D.C. and California, but was rebuffed. Many actions of his underlings deliberately deferred to Hunter and avoided any actions that would implicate his father. So what America got was not equal justice under the law, but a prosecution in which some individuals were above the law. Since the seminal governmental misbehavior comprising the Watergate scandal, it has been embedded tropes that, quote, no man is above the law, unquote, and, quote, the cover-up is worse than the crime, unquote. We may never know what actions Joe Biden took at the behest of his son. We may never know beyond a doubt that, as Hunter wrote his daughter, Joe Biden, in fact, received half of Hunter's influence-peddling fees. But we know now that punches were deliberately pulled, which otherwise may have informed the public, as to Joe Biden's own corruption. We are left to wonder whether it is accidental that the Chinese spy balloon was allowed to transverse our country unimpeded. We may question whether our timidity in protection of Taiwan is the result only of unbiased policy decisions. These are not inconsiderable concerns. The only realistic remedy left for the American public is the impeachment and removal of Merrick Garland for not performing his duty properly. However, in order for removal to occur, the major media must publicize the issue fully and fairly. We doubt that will happen.
These are the same media which have consistently pronounced that there has been, quote, no evidence, unquote, that Joe Biden is corrupt. Yes, there is no direct eyewitness testimony, but neither was there such evidence against O.J. Simpson. A smoking gun, after all, is circumstantial, not direct evidence. Had Hunter Biden's case been fairly and fully investigated and prosecuted, we would, to be sure, have gained more insight, circumstantial or otherwise, into the role of Joe Biden in Hunter's corruption. So the case against Merrick Garland is more than merely formal. His wrongdoing deprived American society of important information. But will the media emphasize the gravity of Garland's misconduct? Don't bet on it, because if you did, you would be wagering on the intelligence and fairness of a partisan medium, the root cause of the problems we have been here discussing and have been doing so on so many other occasions.